You're listening to the Personal Development Through Martial Arts podcast, the podcast where the world's highest personal development experts and martial arts masters come together to empower and inspire you to become your strongest self and live the life that you truly want. Join host Bogdan Rosho, author, public speaker, and the founder of the first personal development through martial arts school in the world in the podcast where you become the hero. We're here with uh, Dave Lampard from uh, London Wing Chun. I'm very excited because uh, I noticed Dave's Instagram profile and I got very interested in his work and the way he uh, teaches Wing Chun. We're going to be talking about martial arts, uh, about the challenges that we faced on our journeys and uh, what you can use, like uh, some of the the stuff that we use to get over our challenges and that you can use as well. Dave, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm great. So I was looking forward to this interview because uh, we've been talking about it for the past two weeks, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, it's been a lot of uh, conversation going backwards and forwards. And uh, yeah, I mean, I know we was going to try and schedule something last week and we couldn't get the timing. So yeah, I've been, uh, yeah, looking forward to today. Awesome, awesome. Uh, tell us a bit about yourself, you know, how did you start your martial arts journey? Was Wing Chun your first martial art or, you know, what? what's your background? Now, I started off um, uh, doing karate as a young kid, which I studied for a number of years. Was um, it Shotokan Karate? Uh, Shotokan and then uh, Rodoryu uh, later on. So Shotokan uh, Shoto was the first, right? Yeah, for about four years. And then I swapped to Rodoryu, which was... Uh, a bit better. It was shorter start style. It was yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, it it filled. Um, it it was good for that period of time. I mean, I was a kid, obviously growing up, watching Bruce Lee films and stuff like that. I, I approached my parents about doing martial arts. I wanted to do Wing Chun. They had other ideas. I went and done karate. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. I've done that for quite a long period of time, uh, right up until my late teens, mm-hmm. and then uh, I, I stopped that. Um, didn't do much again till my mid twenties, and then uh, yeah, here we are today. You know, why I asked Wing if you if you did Shotokan uh, karate before. No, because I did Shotokan karate before Wing Chun. So if you're listening and you're doing <laughs> Shotokan karate. You go ahead and you quit and you start Wing Chun because you're going to be really, really good. <laughs> I mean, it was funny. My um, my sensei, the, the later one, uh, was studying Wing Chun at the time. And I always remember when we used to go around, sometimes we'd train in his garage. And in his garage was a wooden dummy. Right. And again, that was another sort of sparked my interest because everyone gets fixated, don't they, with a wooden dummy. Exactly, and, exactly. Yeah, it's another thing that sparked the interest. And yeah, when I got the opportunity a little bit later on, I started Wing Chun and yeah, here we are now. Well, I'm fascinated the fact, by the fact that you knew about Wing Chun when you were a kid. I mean, I, didn't, I wasn't sure who Bruce Lee was when I, when I was a kid, you know? <laughs> Well, I, I don't. Obviously, I was a nerdy child, but I really was into martial arts. So I used to go to. I'd read a lot of books about martial arts of different styles, right. and I found out Wing Chun, a Wing Chun was something that Bruce Lee had done in his life, and obviously had a lot of admiration for the man at the time, mm-hmm. and still do. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it just it just fascinated me, and it, it was. I think even as a kid, the fixation with the wooden dummy. You, you'll see like the guys training on the on this this wooden. Man, yeah, and it looked yeah. fascinating at the time. It was like, what, what the hell's going on here? And I need this, to learn this. The sound is hypnotic, you know. You you hear that yeah. wooden sound. It it, it it's a, it's funny. It's a sound that sticks in my head. Um, having the honor uh, of training at a full time school at the London Wing Chun Academy, mm-hmm. it's it's one of the first sounds I remember walking up the staircase, going to my yeah. first class. The sound yeah. of someone yeah. on the wooden duck. And it's a sound. It's it's hard to explain. It's one of the most soothing sounds in the world for me. Now, if I've had a bad day or whatever, the minute I hear guys training on a dummy, it's like you feel like you're at home. So yeah, and uh, I I don't know if that's from my childhood fascination with this this piece of equipment, or it's just something you get from the the love of the art. You know what I mean? But there's definitely something. Uh, uh, romantic about the wooden dummy mm-hmm. that draws people towards Wing Chun because it's a question you get asked quite a lot, even from the beginner that's been there a few classes. When can I train on the wooden dummy? Mm-hmm. And you think, you know, 
we we'll sort your centre line punching out first, then we might move forwards. But yeah, it's uh, yeah. Dude, I I can feel every Wing Chun person, guy and gal who's listening right now to our discussion. I can feel their hearts growing just because we said wooden dummy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like remember the first time you you uh, did like your first drill that you did on the wooden dummy? Uh, we, um, Seafood Mark Phillips encourages us, um, we in turn do now, uh, to the, for the guys to get on the dummy as uh, quick as possible. Mm, I like that. So, I like that. Yeah, that's, so, that's very um, smart. What we do is we, we have, a, we have a, a structure at the school where we've got beginner, intermediate, advanced. We don't start teaching the dummy form until they hit the advanced class. Mm-hmm. Well, we get around that, but what we do is we leave the dummy form out in paper form. So we've okay. got uh, some plastic cover copies that the guys can work off. And obviously the guys around them help them pick up the form. Mm-hmm. So I'd probably say six to seven months into training, one of the more senior guys helped me out, so got me going on the wooden dummy. Uh, I remember the first sort of thing I'd use it for was to train my footwork, mm-hmm. circling around. The- yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously, the more experience you get these days, I'm training stick and energy on a dummy. Do you know what I mean? So the, the more more experience you get, the more you can translate what you're doing across, across the wooden man. And then you start to appreciate um, what an important part of a coin it is. It's a lot more than just a form. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more than just going to dummy and training the form. Um, I've I done a post a while ago on Instagram where, where I was just working a few ideas uh, some concepts from Chisa on on the dummy, mm-hmm, and when I, when mm-hmm. I say Chisa, I'm not about trying to roll Chisa with a wooden dummy. I'm on about sticking and hitting off, and just maintaining contact, hitting off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, you can then translate that onto a human uh, human being. So yeah, it's a massive training aid. I, I love. Okay, like I say, say no. I love the fact that Mark. Uh, by the way, guys, if you're listening in for the first time and you you're not sure who uh, we're talking about, Mark Phillips, you know the uh, Sifu from uh, of London Wing Chun. He's the first person that I interviewed for uh, the podcast, so I I love him very much. He's a very very proficient uh, uh, martial arts teacher. And um, if you want to check out his interviews, you go ahead and you search for the podcast on iTunes or just go to addictedtowingchun.com and search for Mark Phillips. You're going to see the interviews there. And I'm very happy that he's teaching the wooden dummy form uh, very early. And by the way, guys, if you want to learn the form as well, I'll link it up. I have a video course. It's free. You can check it out um, and learn it uh, yourself. You don't necessarily need a dummy to learn the form and to do it. Because it's more of a mental game, you know. And I want to touch into that, you know. How much do you use? Um, oh, and the link is in the description, by the way. How much do you use your mental, like your visualization, when you're doing the wooden dummy form? I think, to be honest with you, um, with all aspects of training, uh, not just the dummy form itself, but yeah. I think the more you progress, the more visualization becomes important to your training. Uh, the simple fact uh, a training partner isn't always readily available for you. Mm. You can't always find something with it. It sounds a really thing, a strange thing to say. I train out of a very large school, but you can't always find a person to work with. So you've got to be able to visualize. You've got to you've got to be able to use, use your mind, your imagination. Um, I, I've been saying to guys for a long time now: the limitation in your martial arts ability comes down to your, your ability to imagine, your ability to self-train, visualize, self-train. So again, with the wooden dummy, uh, I don't know. So you're pre- you should so you're perhaps I don't know or high low garn on, on on the wooden man. You need to be sort of visualising how's that going to translate across the human arms, mm-hmm. uh, what energy, how you stick in, blah blah blah. Um, rather than just going up to the wooden dummy and hitting it, or or just practicing a technique on it, practicing a technique on it. There should be a deeper a deeper meaning behind your training if that makes sense. Mm. Uh, and it gets back to what I said a minute ago. Uh, uh, rather than just rather than just spending four hours, say, constantly going through the wooden dummy form, yeah, you could do from start to finish for four hours, or you could spend half an hour practicing a section where you go from bong chow sao lap sao chop, and just mm-hmm. really fine tuned. You mean you mean this section from here? That's it. This motion when you here. Do, yes. Yeah, yes. this is one of my favorite as well. And you could just fine tune that. 
Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Uh, rather than, uh, again, the fixation with having to go through the form. Break the form down, learn the form in parts, get each part perfect, each technique perfect. Mm. No, no, I wouldn't. And again, do I that. Think that, again it's gonna, that's coming down to your visual, visualization, your mental ability, and your mental attitude to training. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. obviously that could get very boring and if you've got a very low t- tension span i suppose practicing bone yourself a half an hour uh, could probably probably push you but sometimes training isn't always fun if you want to be good that makes sense sometimes you have to sort of you, well, you do you have to you have to re- repeatedly train stuff to get the muscle memory to get the technique correct yeah you know I, we were actually talking and about it in, in a previous uh, interview that i did with uh tiberiu uh, who's who's a former student, right, super successful dude, and we were talking more about the personal development aspects, right? And uh, he's like, yeah, I remember when you would tell me to hit the wall back for an hour, and I was like, what am I doing? Why am I, what am I doing this and just hitting the wall back, right? This is so boring. And then after a certain point, you just kind of, he, he said that he, he just kind of lost himself in, in the exercise, right? You get into a different kind of space when you're doing a, a one thing, like you're repeating it and beating at it and beating at it, at it right? Mm. Do you encourage that with your students or do you like to mix it up with uh, more kind of drills? Well, so when I, te- when I, when I teach a class, uh, I... Oh, and because all our classes, we teach in a very structured pattern. So, uh, Supermarket Phillips teaches the first two uh, classes, the beginners class. I teach the Friday and the Sunday. Mm-hmm. Now, so what we do is obviously Sufi will set the class, and then we follow that theme. That theme will stay for probably about a month. So we might uh, we we work a lot of stuff in basic ma, and it'll work basic uh, the, the basic shapes or the primary shapes: tansal, bongsal, uh, jam, and garn. Uh, what we tell a class would be structured in a sense. We do a warm up, we do some chain punching, some turning punching, some footwork, uh, some partner footwork, so some gore sound without any striking or attacking, just moving around, getting used to changing angles. And then the last half hour, we'll spend working on uh, a shape or an idea. Mm-hmm. So at the moment, we're working bong sound with the beginners. So tomorrow night, I'm doing bong lap chop with them, and, and we'll drill, drill, drill that. So within the class environment, yeah, we, we short sharp bursts. We mix it up, short sharp bursts. Because to, in, the, in the modern world, you couldn't spend an hour doing a turning punch with a class. No one would come back to the next lesson. Sure. <laughs> Sure. However, though, when the guys in their personal training, and when I'm in personal training, the guys are asking me, oh, what should I do? What should I do? That's when I would say to them, you, you take an aspect from the class, you train it. Don't try and repeat the whole class. You take one aspect. So you want to work on your center line punching. Work your center line punching. Spend your half hour doing center line punching. Uh, and, do, uh, and turn punching. If you're going to get bored of that, mix it up with some turning punching. But don't try it. Don't come in for an hour and try to do everything because oh, you, you're, you're just not going to progress. Mm-hmm. Whereas you just it's like, accept the fact it's a journey. It's long, a long. It's going to take a long period of time for you to get good. And then you just you, you start and you start breaking down where you need to get good. I think the unfortunate thing is um it isn't until you reach a certain level that you sort of learn how to train do you know what i mean because you get you get to, for me it was when i hit the advanced class i realized my wing chun wasn't really on point i need to really start fine-tuning what i'm doing and breaking down each bit and focusing on each bit mm. and getting each bit getting it all back together again let's, let's so, get back to let's get back to your story a bit how when did you start training wing chun and uh, how did you decide to actually help out and teach i started in 2010 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I just decided one night, I, I, I was at a moment of madness, but it works. It's the best thing I've ever done. But I just decided to get back into martial arts. Um, I, the, the long story short was I wanted to be good at martial arts when I was a kid. Um, unfortunately, at the age I was at, you find other things such as women and parties. and. I have no idea what you're talking fight. about. <laughs> Were you lucky with a sheltered life? <laughs> Um, training fades away. And but nobody, nobody I'm believes always, me, right? When when I say this, <laughs> yeah, I'm struggling. I'm struggling. <laughs> and I always remember that in the back of my mind, it was always a what if, like what if I'd actually continue? Where would I be now? How good would I be? Yeah. So I just decided that uh, one, I wanted to get back into martial arts, and then two, I wanted to do Wing Chun because I always had done. And then uh, I googled uh, online, uh, had a look around, I found. Uh, see from Mark Phillips' school, which is quite is local to me. It's fifteen minutes away, luckily. Wow! And uh, yeah, yeah, I went down 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 a class. Straight away, it was for me. 
It was for me. You felt um, it. I spent the first couple. Yeah, I spent the first couple of years um, training like a normal human. So I'd go to a few classes a week, maybe do a cut, uh, maybe an extra hour a week, um, and then I got hooked. And then it was, uh, yeah, training pretty much every night of the week, uh, anywhere between an hour to three hour sessions. Um, Super Mark Phillips actually encouraged me to get into teaching. He said to me that if I want to be, if I want to be good, the, the, the next step is to teach. Mm-hmm. And uh, probably the wisest words anyone's ever said to me because uh, no, it, it's, it helped me understand more because also I was shadowing him a lot at the time. So I got to hear all the classes um, that I suppose I skipped through because we were all like that. We all want to get to the good stuff. Right. Like, where's the pole? Never sent on punching. Where's the pole? Um, when can I fight three against one? And so you don't pay attention to the foundation stuff when you're when you're growing up in Wing Chun. Yeah. And uh, and because of that, a lot of guys backfill. We've all done it. You you go and you brush your basics up and bring them up to standard. So assisting uh, Sifu uh, in those classes that that helped me um, take the information back in again and take it in in an environment where I went under pressure because I wasn't trying to learn. I weren't performing it. I was just listening, mm-hmm. and that helps. Mm-hmm. And then obviously you get in. Then I started teaching the classes now. Teaching and correcting people's mistakes, the first thing I start thinking is, oh, do I do that as well? Or do I move like that? Or am I doing that? And then you start looking closer at what you're doing. Then on top of that, because you're now a focal point within the academy, I want to look good. So I'm training harder. I want to be sharp. I want to be, uh, again, the thing Sifu said to me, anything I ask a student to do, I should be able to do 30 times. Mm. So if I ask 30 press-ups, there you go. If I ask them to do 30 squats or 30 chains, I mean, I should be able to do 30 times the amount of what I'm asking them. So, again, that equally fired me up. So, now I want to look good. I want to, I w- I want to set an example. And, and I want people to feel what I feel about martial arts. It, it, for me, it's not just a, a twice-a-week hobby. It's now, it's what I do. It's, it's, it's who life. I am. It's, it's your life. Yeah. Similar. It's, uh, Did you notice, like, when you were when you started teaching, because um, when you said, like, if you want to learn, you actually need to teach, right? Or, um, yeah. I forgot the exact expression that you used, um, but did you notice like when you were teaching that you were saying some stuff or like somehow stuff was coming through you that you had no idea you were aware of that stuff like and, and you were actually learning by by sharing information, actually learning what you know. You know what I you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I um I don't. Uh, it's like, so, so what, like, uh, it's like when, when things, you know, you make like connections or new connections, you think like, oh my God, I never thought of this like being used in this way also, just by talking yes. about it. Yep, yeah, this is what I'm saying. When you're watching, when, so when I'm watching students move, when they train, uh, when I'm, because there's the move, there's set drills, I, te- I teach beginners and intermediate students. Mm-hmm. But you do you start you start seeing where other where things could be working elsewhere, um, right. and joining, putting it yeah putting it all together. I mean, it's it's easier looking in from the outside. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. Watching people train. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you the example. It's when people watch a football match and everyone knows better than the manager because everyone can see what the player should be doing, but the right. manager's in the middle of it, so he can't. Do you know what I mean? It's probably a bit like being a teacher. You're watching 30 guys training. So it's very easy for you to see in that situation what that guy should have done. But it's not so easy when you're in that situation. So by what by spectating as well, it's allowing me to see other people's mistakes. And, of course, they're going to be common mistakes we all make. And all, all I will do personally is I, I try to make sure that I don't make that mistake. Yeah, And that, that's how I learn from it. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, it's, teaching is definitely t- teaching has definitely changed my view and my um, Wing Chun mentality. Do you know, definitely uh, give it another dimension. I don't think I, I don't know. I, I don't think I'd be as uh, no. I won't say as keen, but as far down the road as quickly as I've got without uh, the teach one the mentoring for Super Mark Phillips and secondly it's, and, and teaching. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just don't think. Because it's, it's the fact it opens your eyes up to loads of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I loved his attitude because he's so humble. When uh, when we did the interview together, he spoke very highly of uh, all of you, uh, all of you guys, all of his instructors. He said something along the lines of, "You know, these guys actually let me hit them during the videos that we're shooting, <laughs> because if they were yeah. to fight back, like it would look very, very differently." 
Yeah, he's. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that. He's a. He's an immense. He's an immense <laughs> man. I, I. I beg to differ on that one. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. But yeah, it's fun. I mean, it. It is fun. The class love it. I mean, I've, I've assisted him for years now, and it, 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 it is fun. I mean, sometimes my body might say it's not, but I enjoy it. I think it, it's fun. And <laughs> to be honest, the funny thing is, I, I. I laugh. We laugh, but I do it the exact same to my assistant instructors. Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah, yeah. it's part of the process of um. Of assisting because you we're teaching guys and girls to fight um and unfortunately they need to be wowed every now and again to wake them up in the class so yeah sometimes the assistant instructor might take a, a, a not i will say pounding but a few a few nice digs do you know what i mean but yeah it's it's all it's it's, it's, we're not in an environment where you see you get schools where um, I don't know the, the, the Sifu or the Sensei go around knocking the students around it's the complete opposite at our school Sifu is a very humble guy as you say a very helpful guy and uh, it, it, to be honest with you assisting him in a class is usually great fun you know what I mean? Because you learn a lot, and it, it, it's quite a quite a chilled out approach to teaching. Very serious, obviously, but quite a chilled out approachable approach to teaching. Yeah. And and yeah, we're we're both getting paid by Mark to say all of this cool stuff about it. <laughs> we're endorsing yeah, yeah, I, his brand. I've got, I've got a list in my pocket of what to mention today. <laughs> but yeah, okay, like a sticky note. There's, there was a clip on Instagram I put up uh, just before Christmas when I caught, um, we were, I was doing some kicking with the guys and I caught one of the guys that assisted me with an absolutely beautiful kick. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he thought it was, but it looked beautiful on camera. Every now and again, you might get a, a punch goes or a, or a kick goes, but it's, it's accidental. And then oh, we're all we're all adults. No, but everybody knows that uh, Sufu is not going around just hitting people and I'm just going around hitting people. Do you know what I mean? So it's all good. So tell me, what was like? What were some of the benefits that you felt, or how did your life change since um, since you actually started martial arts and you dedicated more time and more energy uh, in that sense? You know, what what changed? I don't. I don't know if anything. I, I don't know because I don't know where I would have been now without them. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it does. My, my, yeah, my, my my biggest fear was growing old, putting on loads of weight and doing nothing but going to work and watching telly. Mm. And I I knew that something had to, I had to do something. Um, I, I used to play a lot of football. Um, that was coming to an end. I broke my foot. Um, that was coming to an end because, unfortunately, it was putting me out of work. Mm. And, and that, that was... Um, uh, and I needed to, I just wanted to find something. I'm not, um, I'm not, a, I'm not a house creature. I can't sit in the house. Anyone that knows me well knows that I can't sit in the house. I don't watch TV. I don't watch films. I listen to music. I listen to a lot of music. That's my other passion away from Wing Chun. But I can't sit in a house. So I need to be doing something. So I tried the gym. It bored me. Mm -hmm. I, I had no... Um, and this is no disrespect to guys that like that. Uh, we all have different passions. It, it was fine when I was playing sports because I had a reason to keep fit. When the football... Had Gone. I had no reason to keep fit, and um, it, yeah, I, I wasn't getting a buzz from it, and that's mm -hmm. when I realised I needed something I could do that would make me keep fit to do the hobby I was doing. So that ruled out baking and painting and things like that. So I thought, oh, I'm gonna have to return to martial arts. Yeah. So yeah, I, I got into that, and yeah, I suppose I mean, in one aspect, it's killed the party animal in me because. I train all the time. I don't, I, I can't train, and I'm getting older now. I can't train with hangovers and I can't train properly. So that aspect of it is probably, my mum would be quite happy. It's probably so no, just tame me at last. No drunken boxing for you. No, them days are long gone. <laughs> them days are long gone. Um, uh, we, I did, after our Christmas party, I, I, I had to come in and teach a class. <laughs> And I hated everyone I was out with that <laughs> night, to be honest with you. They yeah. were all still tucked up in bed and I'm in teaching. I was in at 10.30 uh, in the morning to teach a class. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, and, and I mean, mate, it gives you something. It's, give you, it's given me something to focus on, mm. uh, something to really get my teeth into. And and it just keeps it keeps you it keeps reminding you that your life isn't about work. And I think in the environment we live in today, so many people are held up in work, works, everything, got to work all the hours, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. My my life is like that. I work to fund my martial arts. So I work to put a roof over my head and do martial arts. I don't work because I've got any ambitions to be the world's greatest electrician. Yeah. I, I, my passion is being shown. One day this is what I want to be doing. And I suppose that's 
that's what what, what changed with me. It, it, it re, reignited ambition inside me that was dying slowly. Just just for I had accepted that I was conforming to the norm. I was working and coming home, watching TV, going to bed, and yeah, that was you know, for like, me. When I, when I get to meet somebody new, like one of the first thing that I ask, like you know, in conversation, like, do you love what you do? You know, because I'm he, I'm. I'm curious to find out, you know, I wouldn't judge uh, somebody if they don't, but I'm just, it's just something of interest to me, you know. It's I think it's so important to love what you do or if you don't love what you do to fall in love with it or change for something that you do love. Yeah. Um, because you just get this this sense of, I don't know, I was just walking on the street the other day, right, and this, this huge feeling of, of gratitude and joy got over me because you know what, I get to wake up when I want and do what I want and, uh, you know, um, teach Wing Chun, learn, make mistakes, uh, learn about personal development, teach about personal development, stuff like that. Just, but it takes guts, you know, it takes guts. And I'm sure in your case, it, it wasn't like an easy decision. Should I dedicate more time to this? Because like you said, you, you train or teach five times a, uh, a week, right? It's a huge time mm -hmm. investment. How, you know, what? How do you feel you overcame the obstacles in that sense? I don't know. I mean, part of me, I feel pretty selfish. I put, I mean, I put Wing Chun before a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, I've got somewhere I want to be and I've got a chance to uh, be good at it. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to give it 100%. It's as simple as that. Because it's going to come a time when I don't, this, this opportunity won't come again. I'm not going to be a young man forever. I mean, I'm barely a young man now, but I'm not going to be a young man forever. And I just think if you want something bad enough, you'll find a way of doing it. Mm. Uh, it's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. So I struggle. I was saying, I know you listened to the last podcast I'm with the other uh, chap. I struggle when guys tell me they can't find time to train. It, I, I can't understand people that don't train. Um, it, I can't, it's a real, it used to be a real big bugbearer for me um, mm -hmm. because I teach, I see guys come for an hour class and all that and, and I can't understand, I mean, I think, what, you have a home to go to, you want to watch TV and uh, I'm like, I, I just want to train, I, I, I'm at work, as soon as it's getting near time to come home and train, I just want to train, I want to get in there and I want to get better and sharpen my hands, sharpen my legs and um, I think that comes, as you said, comes down to what you said, I, I, I am madly in love with being China, it's as simple as that. Um, uh, just financially, I couldn't do this full time at the moment, but there will come a time. I know that that will happen. It's a matter of time. Do you know what I mean? And I'll just train hard, train hard, train hard, and keep the hunger there. Yeah, it's very and difficult for for us. You know that we we love we love it so much, and it's very difficult for us to understand how can anybody do or process or you know their day differently. Um, but I think it, you know that was a huge problem for me as well. You know, with my students saying, "Oh, you know, but I have to do this." Like, what are you talking about? Or like, I was too tired. Of course you're tired. You don't come for class. That's why you're tired, right? It's like, because they come tired, right? They, they come in pieces and they leave whole. That's, that's what they usually say, yeah. right? Of course you're tired. You're not coming to training. But it, all it does is just, it just messes up my day and my uh, positive mood if I, if I think about it, right? Yeah, I mean... The guys see, uh, I think the guys see me and they'll see um, probably Sifu in there and some of the other senior guys training and that. And they'll probably just think, wow, these guys love training, right? And and, and the sad truth of it is, it isn't always like that. I, mm -hmm. I don't uh, every day get home from work wanting to train. Um, and I think this is the difference between someone who wants to be good and someone who's going to get good. It's training on the days do not want to train. Do you know what I mean? You're aching, you're sore, you're tired, yep. right? but you just need to you go in, you do what you've got to do, you do your training, you go home. And I think, again, it's coming out of what we've been talking about mindset-wise, mm -hmm. but it's, it's quite funny because I know, I can tell guys just think that all, all I ever want to do is Wing Chun. No, there are nights when I just want to sit down and rest, No, but it's that's like, not going to make you want You want the performance, right? All you want to do is become really, really good or like have your own school, and that's what you're thinking about. You're not always willing to put in the work, but you just make the choice and you do put in the work because yeah. that's what you do. Yeah, I mean, that's there how are you days do it. I, 
there's obviously there's days I am absolutely buzzing to train. Right, mm-hmm. there were times and periods when everything's going right, and yeah, I really, really want to train. And then you plateau, and then, or you hit a wall, or, or you mm-hmm. dip below. Yeah. And then uh, anyone who's been through that knows it's hell on earth. Everything you do is wrong. Everything feels rubbish. Um, you don't want to train. You start convincing yourself that you're no good. You're wasting your time. And you've got to pick yourself up and keep going to a gym with all that going on in your mind. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. again, you need to train, it, I believe, at a certain level to, to experience that. You, you're not going to get that with your, with your two or three classes a week. But anyone who's, should we say, serious into their training will they find their confidence ebbing and flowing and, and so forth. And, and the key is just getting in and training, isn't it? training through it. Um, so best advice Steve was ever given to me was when this happens, go do something different. Do you know what I mean? Go train the pole. So your cheese sales not working. Well, leave it. Go and train the pole Something for a month. Yeah. And that's what I always So I always say to the guys, whenever you see me doing something strange, something I'm not usually training, I'll, I'll hit a wall. So all I do is instead of getting the hump with what I'm doing, I leave that there. I go and train somewhere else, and I come back with that with a, with a fresh mind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Do you know what I mean? But yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I don't get me. I do, I do now get my head around people not training every um, hour. I do get that now because there's not there's not not every student can be like that. Not everyone can be that keen. Uh, but that was uh, one of the early things with teaching, especially because of the way that I trained. Uh, I, I couldn't, I couldn't get it. And, and leading on to this, when someone says to me, oh, "I didn't come in last night because I was tired," and I'm like, "Are you joking? I've just worked seven hours. <laughs> I'm scattered. I had five hours sleep last night because I couldn't sleep from training." Well, I'm, I'm happy, happy for you, Dave. But you know <laughs> what? I'm. You don't know what I'm doing, and I'm not go- what I'm going through. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's so. At the end of the day, I think again, it's when you mature in your uh, in your own mind, your your own teaching mind. That you you just appreciate that not every we're not all the same, and some people are quite happy to do it a class a yeah. week. Some people do four classes a week. Some people train every hour God sends. It makes the world go round. I mean, if everyone in the whole school done what I've done, I'd probably be getting beaten up every night when I train. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because we'll have like machines. They wouldn't be Wing Chun guys if we're not Wing Chun machines. So. Yes, uh, yeah, and it, it, it's it's good. You need variety, don't you? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, cool. So, what what are your plans? I see you like you you're posting a lot on Instagram. You have a very nice following over there, uh, and I know you, you posted once that you you didn't expect it to happen, right? It started like a hobby, uh, like right? No, it it was um it was a funny thing. I was chatting to one of the guys at London Wing Chan Academy. And they were just saying to me that Instagram's quite a lot of good way to just keep a diary of what you're doing. So I set the account up and I uh, took a few p- pictures, put them up there, and I got 300 followers. And I remember being over the moon because I thought, God, that's a lot of people looking at what I'm doing. And then um, at Christmas, I hit 10,000. And it was like, the hell is going on with this account? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. People, people, I think people are just interested. I mean, I get a lot of messages now from people. And they're just saying that, watching someone else do something it's inspiring them to do something and it might not be Wing Chun because unfortunately we can't convert the whole world to Wing Chun yeah I don't know some strange people but it, you'll get someone saying I don't know say they just they've always wanted to do gymnastics and now they're now doing that and it's because I was following your posts and you're really keen and into what you're doing and I'm like wow but it's so <laughs> I mean, cool. only it's just to share some photos with people and uh, yeah it's, it's still um, yeah it's still amazing to me now but I, I do, I do like it. I do obviously uh, find it a good way to one document what I'm doing. It's a nice way to look back on things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and photos, yeah, the photos are great. They hold, they they hold great memories. I mean, every photo I post, all of them, they're they're from training sessions. They are every training session always holds great memories. Something will happen in that session that's funny or memorable. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I, I don't think well, any guys that know me or train me know that I don't ever have a boring training session. Do you know what I mean? It's just not in my character. So something will always go wrong or we'll have a laugh <laughs> something. Because you've got to enjoy what you're doing. What's you like trying very seriously, but you've got to have a bit of enjoyment. What's like one of your favorite stories, like or funny stories from training? Well, I got knocked out a month ago training by a very good training partner, a friend of mine. We've been friends for a very long time. Yeah. And um I was just trying out a new idea to see if it worked, and I come to the conclusion it didn't as I was lying on the mats. Um, I, I went to close the space. So I yeah. went to uh, close in on his arm, and he was stuck there. And obviously, as I moved in, bang. 
But I thought, because I've come forwards, he's only put his arm forward, but because yeah. I've walked straight into it, oh, it, yeah, it hit me. So I, 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 I Yeah, it caught me inside the jaw. And um, yeah. I, I hit the mats, and I wasn't out cold. I was just I was trying to get back on my feet, and I got back up, fell straight back down again. And <laughs> yeah, we, uh, one of the other guys had to drive me home. The other, uh, my training partner friend, drove my car home. And um, I spent the two next two weeks. It was feeling like I was off uh, out of my head or something because everything was just a daze. And uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I then come to the conclusion that that concept wasn't the one for me and didn't work, and I'll never do that again. Valuable but, lesson. Yeah, I mean. To be, well, it was it was a very valuable lesson, but I mean, people think we're sadistic because we laugh about these things. And I often say to them, I joke with people. I say to them, I mean, we're the only place I know where two friends go and beat each other up to show each other they like each other. Do you know what I mean? Because I mean, we're having a, yeah. we're, we're we're still having a good laugh about this incident, and uh, but it's an accident, and you're training. And as I always tell my class, if you was painting, you'd get a bit of paint on you every now and again. We're training to fight. You're going to get hit every now and again. you just got to get over it. No one done it on purpose. And, uh, yeah, it was just that. But, uh, I mean, I am well known for getting injured. I mean, if it's not my ribs, it's putting my teeth through my lips. Uh, my shoulder at the moment is my new, my, my new one. I broke my fingers last Christmas, broke my toe. Uh, I mean, last year was like a walking Wing Chun disaster. But the funny thing was... At no point did I stop training to nurse these injuries. You just train around them. Mm. Um, oh, I can't make a fist to train my legs. Yeah. The toe was the worst <laughs> one because I couldn't move. But I've done a lot of chi sao on the spot. Yeah, so when I'd have yeah, broken yeah. a, lot, a lot of stationary chi sao and a lot of sunim tao because I can work out on the spot. I love that you shared that story because so many instructors out there, you know, they let their ego shine a bit too much. Uh, and they never share these stories of, you know, them getting knocked out, they getting hit and, you know, like keeping yeah, this it, it, air of invincibility and stuff. And it, it's, it's nonsense because we know from watching boxing and sports like that that you could put two of the best boxers in the ring together, the best in the world. They're both going to hit each other. Yeah. yeah we, so we have like somebody who's, who's a total beginner with an expert and they spar. The beginner will hit the expert because well, it's like we, we have two hands it's, and two legs, for God's sake. Super. It's just, and the only person, in my opinion, you're kidding with that nonsense is yourself, because everybody knows that we're gonna get, you're gonna get hit. I mean, for me, for me, funny you mentioned that horrible word, ego. Ego is the biggest killer of talent in martial arts. Mm, interesting. Because I, I've I've seen some people with the potential to be really, really good start believing they're actually good. Yeah. And start walking around, they're actually good. And. and mm. And then they stop training, and then they start, and it's just, it's just a slippery slope. Um, as you said, uh, quite rightly, one of the most senior guys I get to train with, see from Mark Phillips, he's one of the most humble guys I know. Once a month, I train up um, with see through James Sinclair at our instructor sessions, mm -hmm. and I'm in a room with some of the best martial artists I've ever met, who are all the most humblest guys I've ever met as well. Yeah. There ain't no egos. Yeah, I can go in a room with average martial artists, and that's when the egos come out. You tend to find the really good guys, I've noticed, don't tend to have an ego. Because of the old saying, they let their hands do the talking. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, 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 it's bad. I mean, I'll give you another example. I, I trained before my class on a Friday night. Uh, two weeks ago, I split my lip wide open sparring. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was half of the class with my mouth packed, out, packed up with paper just to stem the bleeding. Um, simple fact it was because I had, it was nothing spectacular I didn't, I didn't wear gum shield and the guy caught me but as you probably know yourself you, you, it's really easy to put your teeth through your lips and the guy caught me but the, the, side, the other side of the coin is I train I'm going to get injured so um, for, for the people who are listening right now from the personal development side you know they, they're, we're talking about teeth going through lips we're not referring to actually the teeth going through the actual lips no, like a just, hole just it, like you know getting like a cut inside of your your uh, mouth you know people are probably listening right now and saying why why would i ever want to do that what are you talking about personal development through martial arts i like my teeth i like my <laughs> my toes i like my mouth you know why should i do all this stuff right <laughs> i mean again it this is the thing though the wonderful thing about martial arts is you, you don't have to it's up to you how hard you train isn't it i mean Guys like us train particularly hard, so you're gonna you're gonna acquire injuries, right? Dude, I have but more you, injuries. Never, like I had you more. You never ever come out of a class 
that injured. You never, you never yeah. come out of um, Super Park Phillips' beginners class with with um, a split lip. And to be honest with you, even our advanced class, any injury I have is in my personal training because mm-hmm. I train, I train harder at a higher intensity. In my personal training, not in a class environment. And um, with guys, I've agreed to meet up with and agreed to train at that level. Um, it, it's impossible to go in a class where you're changing partners and so forth. And uh, and train at that level, uh, you couldn't do because it's not what the class is where you guys get your ideas anyway. So, I, I, like, yeah, I one hundred percent agree with uh, with what you said, and it's very important to mention this stuff. And guys, to be honest, like, I had more injuries just playing football than uh, ever training yeah, martial uh, arts, right? Yeah, definitely. It's much safer well, than playing football. I mean, uh, playing football, I broke my wrist, I broke, I broke my foot. Um, martial arts injuries are very few and far between mm-hmm. uh, other than the fact as I say that you get the odd one because at the end of the day you, you are practicing a fighting style that, that's yes. just the nature of what we do but we don't I mean speaking at school with 150 students we don't have any serious injuries there never not not, not in my knowledge since I've been there mm. do you know what I mean so, and injuries like accidents tend to come when you are uh, when you when you misobey the rules, shall we say? When you do something you shouldn't. So you say uh, me splitting my lip the other week. Rule number one: wear gum shield. I didn't bother. I was too lazy to put it in. <laughs> so, do you know what I mean? So these things usually happen when when uh when we say guidelines ain't followed. And yeah, so, one of the biggest things I always say to the yeah. guys, and I make them do whoever doing training days, wear your gum shield. And just because it was like five minutes before the class, and someone went a quick spa, I went, oh, I did, and I didn't bother put the gum shield in. Dude. So like I, I, it, this reminds me of my my second uh, karate tournament, right? It was uh, so I had like the, the uh, sparring, and yeah. they gave us the equipment like a cup, right? Like, oh, yeah. So you know, wear this cup, and I'm like, because uh, I, I I was doing the competition in Greece, but I started training yeah. karate in Romania, right? In Romania, we had no equipment, no protection, no nothing, right? So I'm looking at that cup and saying, mm, what am I? A wuss, and I threw it away. Right? <laughs> I get into the competition. First thing that happens, I get kicks between my legs. Then <laughs> I, I ran. I ran to the cup and I put it on immediately. <laughs> that's not. That's not a nice feeling. That's not that. That, that unfortunately for me is another place. There's a bit of a magnet for people I train with. I've had a couple of kicks, and uh, about a year and a half ago, I went and bought a, a cup, and it was it's the best bit of equipment I've ever bought in my life. Because yeah, yeah, again, you want to eliminate any sort of any risk of getting injured, really, and that that is vital. But again, as I'm stressing, this is training at a level. You're, you're, you've done it in a competition environment, uh, training at a fairly intense environment. For you, for Joe blogs who do these martial art classes and that once a week, they're not really things I, I think you're going to need to worry about in a Wing Chun class. Yes, absolutely. To start, do you know, do you know what I mean? So hopefully that's going to put a few, a few of your viewers' uh, minds Please. back at ease. Yeah, come and join <laughs> Wing Chun. It's fine. It's fine. Cool. Let's just, but, uh, let's... At the same token, we got we got to train. We have to train a bit harder because we are in danger of becoming a bit of a joke martial art. If all people see is light, soft, flowy drills, and I know it's, I don't. I'm not going to get on that subject now. But we, you wouldn't hear two guys training uh, boxing who would really get annoyed because one of them just punched the other one in the face. It's sort yeah. of except part of their training do you know what i mean so i do think again i'm not going to say at an early stage but definitely guys that are saying that they're our top representing the top level of our of what we do and what we love we do need to see good hard training videos and that's one of the things i get on instagram is people saying wow you, you guys are actually trying to hit each other mm-hmm. of course we are mm-hmm. we're not uh, it, it, it's a famous fighting style famous brutal fighting style back alley fight so do you know what i mean that's what it's famous for and uh I think MMA yeah. has a great contribution in that sense because it's really stimulating us, at least you know, the newer generations of uh, of teachers as well, to really test things out and uh, leave exactly. you know the stuff that actually works and is useful, and you know, actually experiment and, and see what what works, you know. Mm. You can't you can't hide because of the, the way the world is now. You, you can't hide. I mean, in the probably the eighties and the nineties, there wasn't YouTube, there wasn't the internet, there wasn't there wasn't all this. But mm. you you can be quite you can um, hide. You can't hide now. And then the other side of it, 
everything's videoed. If you if you get called out and a guy pounds your head into the pavement, it, it's on video and that's going to be on YouTube. And again, unfortunately, we have suffered a bit of that where you've had a Wing Chun guys with, you probably look and you think there's, there's not a lot of experience realistically in them get into a cage with an, exper an experienced fighter who's just... Yeah. And you're playing somebody else's game as well. Yeah. And I mean, the, third, the rule, the first one, that the first one that always used to go from my head, the alarm bells there was that you've got a guy who's claiming to be a Wing Chun guy mm -hmm. going into a ring with an MMA fighter. Now, come on, this guy cross-trains. This guy's a mixed martial artist. You do one style. So he does ground game. He's got a clinch game. He, he's doing some kickboxing. Yeah. It, there's no comparison because I know myself that I'll just take you to the ground. I'll take you exactly where I know you can't fight and, and finish you down there. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Again, I think I think the modern guys uh, are now accepting that nothing's no, we're not we're not the complete martial art and nothing's complete or perfect. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the guys do dabble in jujitsu and and they'll they'll give themselves a bit of ground game and and that rather than saying yeah I use my wing chun on the floor. Um, yeah, I'd like to see that against a black belt in jujitsu. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Got to give you got to be honest with yourself. You and know, I think I like a, a huge component, you know, for all instructors is this this humility this idea of humility and just saying you know what it's natural that somebody might get an advantage over me and they might knock me out i'm human right there's no like everybody gets gets hit everybody gets knocked out but if you surround yourself with this uh air of oh, look at me i am a martial arts teacher you know I'm, I'm amazing and stuff like that you're gonna you know you're gonna hit a wall pretty or you're gonna find yourself in a very tight spot yeah, do you not find though them sort of guys? They they create um, a sort of persona for themselves. Right, so uh, let me give you an example. Okay, um, I, I touch hands with all my students. Mm -hmm. right? So I'll touch hands with all the guys. I have no fear touching hands with any student. Yeah. Okay. Because number one, as an instructor, I should be able to handle them. Otherwise, I shouldn't be teaching them. First and foremost. Secondly, they're going to hit me. I know that. Do you know what I mean? So that's not a problem either. Now, this stems from see from Mark Phillips's approach, whereas he will walk around and touch hands with the students, okay? Mm. Now, the other extremes are you get instructors that will not touch hands with their students, will not. And and it's because they're too good, they're too great, you're gonna you're gonna um, ruin my touch, blah, blah, blah. No, the truth of the matter is you're you don't want your student you, in the back of your mind, you want to keep the persona that you're untouchable. Yeah. And you're okay? insecure. Now I think the better approach is the one where you're going around touching hands with the students, you're training with them, they might hit you. Because you can learn you can learn from them. Do you know what I mean? A lot. And that's the you've got to get away from that. Um Luckily, I mean, there's a, from what I see and what I'm always having a look on the internet, there's a, there's a lot of good Wing Chun schools and a lot of guys doing good things, isn't there, out there for Wing Chun? And a lot of instructors seem to have that approach to go around and they'll, they'll train with their students. Yeah, I think, you know, I think the environment where it doesn't happen is few and far between. I'd like to think that. But I have heard of cases where, you know what I mean, the, the, the seafood is so revered you can't even speak to him. Go and speak to the assistant instructor, and he'll speak to the seafood. You hear them sort of stories, do you know what I mean? And well, I, 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 I have not, I guess I have not been brought up in that environment. So you tend, you, it's nature nurture, isn't it? And, You're very and lucky. I've not been in the environment. You're very lucky. Like the environment where I learned was something along the lines of, you know, don't teach your students; they're going to become better than you. Yeah. See, that's and and with. <laughs> I'm, I'm the belief that I should want, and I do want, but you, you should want the guys to be better than you. Yeah, why are you, you teaching? Why would, want to hold why would I want to hold someone back? It's madness. It's, it, I, I can't see. I don't think like this, and I can't. I don't get this mindset where someone teaches you a bit, but I won't teach you at all just in case you get too good. And yeah. I don't get that mindset because if I get a guy that's really, really good, okay, at the end of the day, people are going to say, "Who taught? Who, who taught you?" And it'd be old Dave Lampert. Seafood Mark Phillips for argument's sake. People ask me who, who, who my seafood is. Seafood Mark Phillips. Phillips yeah. So straight away, there's three people linked with my progression in Wing Chun. Do you know what I mean? And, and not that it's even about that, but it's so you don't, you never eclipse the person teaching you for starters, yeah. okay? And you want them to be better than you. you. You should want your students to be better than you. Yeah, and there's um, room for everyone in this world, you know? But unfortunately, not a lot of people think. As you say, a lot of people they don't want to. They don't want to think like. They don't think like that. But then that probably stems into some. Unfortunately, some people I'm led to believe go into martial arts just to make money and exploit people. So not all schools are honest schools, are they?
Yeah, yeah. Well, let, let's <laughs> actually, not let's I, not get too much into that, right? There's uh, there's enough yeah. uh, marketing or there's enough awareness of that, you know. So let's yeah. let's just jump in. Uh, what I'd really like to do right now is jump on Instagram and do like a Instagram live and get some live questions oh, in and answer them. Um, so I'll invite you over. You'll need to also get your uh, your Instagram, right? Yeah. So, oh. yeah. Have you done a split screen before? No. We're going to do that now. So it's just like you need to go to my profile once I start the live and start watching the live, right? And then yeah. I'll invite you over and uh, Instagram will let us share the screen and take live questions as well. Fantastic. Hey guys, what's up? If you're seeing this, you're probably watching the replay. Uh, I'm here with uh, Dave Lambert. We just finished our interview together. I'll show you. How, I'll show you on uh, Skype. So this is the interview for the uh, sorry for the personal development through martial arts podcast. I'm waiting for him to join the live. There we go. So I can invite him over and share this screen. Uh, Dave, you'll need to. Uh, reduce the uh, the volume on your phone because we can hear each other through Skype. Right. Is that better? Yeah, perfect. So I'm inviting you over. You should see like a like an invite. There we go. There he is. Oh. <laughs> so people are be are gonna be uh, joining in from both the uh, you know people who follow you and uh, follow me as well. And guys, welcome to the live. Go ahead and if you have any uh, questions that you want to ask Dave and you've been meaning to do so, go ahead and uh, post your question in the comment section. Let's go. Let's just go a bit over, you know, what we discussed uh, during our interview. Like uh, we talked a bit about the wooden dummy. Yeah. And uh, some of the challenges uh, that you faced. On your martial arts journey. By the way, what's like what's like your favorite move on the wooden dummy? Favorite move. My favorite. I would say move. I say section. My favorite section is the first mm -hmm. section. The park south sections. Park south chop off kick. The one with the low bong. Okay. That's okay. my favorite section because it's quite quick and energetic. I do like that, but I do like the the, the fourth one after when um when you practice bouncing. Uh, need to try. I got to try put my phone. The uh, one, 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 the jut, uh, with the with the jut sails on it. I love that. Yeah, I do like yeah, that yeah. section. The double jut and the power out. Yeah, mm -hmm. but yeah, it, it, the third, the third's one that I, I usually warm myself up on because, like I say, it's quite, uh, it's it's fast and energetic, and uh, it gets the blood flowing. Awesome, awesome. Let me just give a quick shout out to everyone watching. We have James saying hello from the uh, UK, and uh, Dave, I think you need to adjust your phone a bit so they can uh, see you on Instagram as well. There we go. Okay, yeah. Maybe like, yeah, grab your phone like that. Perfect. Hey, James. Hey, Tufik. Uh, and uh, guys, thanks so much for joining in the live. You will be able to listen to our full interview. I have Dave over here on Skype recorded for the Personal Development Through Martial Arts podcast. And uh, now we're at the end of our of our interview, but we will be taking two questions. So if you have any questions related to uh, Wing Chun, related to martial arts, related to personal development, we'll be more than happy to uh, discuss it. We're, we've been talking about the wooden dummy form, about challenges, about not being lazy and coming to training. Forget the excuses. Yeah. Move, yeah, move your butt to training. Yeah, that's basically the gist of it, yeah. Stuff like There's that. no such thing as being tired. Mm. Awesome. Let me know, guys, what do you love the most about Dave's uh, Instagram profile? Uh, because um, he was sharing before that some of you guys, by watching his um, his posts, you, dis you decided to take up martial arts, gymnastics, stuff like that. What inspires you in his Instagram profile? Did you ever do like live Instagram before for uh, your followers? No. This is the first time, right? I, I, only, I only ever use it to post videos and photographs, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, I love never, it. Never, never. Sorry, guy. I love it because it's very interactive, you know, with, uh, with the people that are following. 
It's crazy what you can do today with uh, with Instagram, with Instagram stories and stuff like that, right? Yeah, it's it's it's, it's quite it's a handy tool to have. I mean, uh, definitely, I suppose if you're trying to get yourself out there, or you're trying to share a hobby or something you enjoy, it's it's, it's a wonderful way to share it with the world. Mm-hmm. Well, we're lucky we live in the environment uh, in this generation where we've got all these means and ways of uh, sharing sharing the stuff we do. It's it's good. Yeah, and you know, people also get to get some inspiration. You know, like you said, maybe um, they they wanted like imagine when you started doing martial arts again. If you had somebody following on, if if you're following somebody on the internet. Maybe you'd have done it sooner, or maybe you put have, you would have put more heart and um, energy in that sense before, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's good. I mean, again, I, I, I was lucky. I got from that sort of day one of training. I had guys in around me that you, you sort of look up to, and they were inspiring characters, and you'd want to train like them. Do you know what I mean? But I suppose if, if you're if you're just trying to get yourself into the martial arts, it can be good looking at other people and what they're doing. And I see a lot of wonderful stuff myself on Instagram. A lot of stuff people are doing, and it's like it's brilliant. It amazes yeah. me. And I, I I look at them and I think, wow, that's I wish I could do that. So it, it is. There is a, there's some amazing people out there. You don't realise you start seeing the stuff they're doing. So many people have got these talents that they they keep quiet and they 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 share on their Instagram accounts. So let me ask you, who who inspires you aside from uh, your Sifu? Who inspires you very much in the martial arts world or the Wing Chun uh, community? Wing Chun wise, I'm I'm a big fan of uh, Sifu Gary Kenzie stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he's uh, Sifu in the UK. I, I, I do like his uh, like his stuff. Uh, Sean Walcliffe, I've obviously read his books. His Wing Chun books are, are, are really good. And again, I like I, I like what they've done. Um, the funny thing, they're all they're all from the same sort of era of of, of, of Wing Chun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like, quite a similar mindset. And then, yeah, I mean, there, there's there's loads there's loads as I said loads of stuff out there that I, I enjoy I enjoy watching. Um, awesome. I think uh, James is saying I watch Karate Kid, and that made me want to start. Yeah, exactly. So, sort of, well, the same sort of generation. Because I mean, I, I remember seeing uh, the Karate Kid films in the eighties, and as I said to you, like the Bruce, the Bruce Lee films. A big one for me was Big Trouble in Little China. I mean, that was one of my favourite films as yeah. a kid growing up. And again, that 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 sort of uh, yeah got me interested in martial arts. To me, it was my cousin because he would always kick my ass. Every time, like, <laughs> he's a black belt in karate, I mean, 19 years older, and he just mopped the floor with me. And I said, you know what? It's time. And that's why. <laughs> I, um, I, I, I was saying a while ago that I just think you've got to get away. I'm not, this is contradictory because I say, like, you look on these accounts to be inspired, but the, the day you're truly going to start really getting somewhere is when you learn to inspire yourself. Mm. do you know what I mean and to be honest with you it's like uh, from a teaching aspect if you don't believe or uh, motivate or inspire yourself how can you honestly stand in front of people and try and teach and motivate and inspire them and and that, that, that going back to one of the questions you asked me that is probably one of the biggest things I learned you know that um, at the end of the day you need to be your own inspiration because what happens when the person who inspires you goes so you have to sort of learn to be your own inspiration it's funny because um you know i had like the previous interview um, with uh sifu mark stas Mm. from the wing flow system and we ended up talking more or less um or you know touching upon this subject and it reminded me of matthew mcconaughey right when uh he won his oscar and he shared the story, like, somebody asked him when he was 15, like, he, uh, they asked him, who's your hero? Yeah. And he said, me in 10 years. <laughs> and then he, somebody asked him again when he was 25, like, who's your hero? He says, me in 10 years. Awesome. So, yeah, guys, be, become your own heroes. 
Yeah, it's, it's a, again though. The, the trouble is, it's that fine line we were discussing between, um, should we say, being being confident and being um, developing an ego. That's where the fine mm. line comes in, and that's 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 the hard bit. Do you know what I mean? And that's that's where you need good guys around you to keep you humble. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? That, that will keep you humble. And uh, but yeah, you definitely it's definitely about having a bit of confidence in what what you're doing. I mean. I, I see a fantastic quote the other day on the internet, and it's, it sort of said that when we was all kids, we could believe in uh, Santa Claus for eight years, yet right. we can't believe in us for five no, minutes. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and it's like that, and it's just stuck with me because it's so true that you, you could believe in the strangest thing, yet you, you can't believe in your own ability for five minutes, and, and you've got to change that mindset, realistically. Or like if, uh, and, uh, if Internet Explorer has the courage to ask you, if uh, you want it to be your main browser, then you should have the courage to ask that girl out. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> okay, we're going to be closing up over here in Instagram, guys. Thanks so much for joining in. Uh, I'll see you guys next time. Uh, if uh, you haven't followed Dave on Instagram, go ahead and check out his uh, Insta profile. I'll link it. It's, it's, in, it's in the comments right there. Um, be sure to keep your eyes peeled for our interview together, which will be available next week. Until then, have a gorgeous, gorgeous evening. Dave, I had a lot of fun talking tonight. Uh, it's uh, awesome to see, you know, Wing Chun practitioners being so open with, uh, with their stories, with their lives, and just inspiring more people with what they do. Um, and I'd love it. Now, towards the end, if uh, you would ask everyone watching a question that they can answer in the comment section, it can be something that you want, like uh, an opinion about, or something that you're feeling curious about, whatever comes to mind. I I, I asked uh, I'll ask a question that I, I asked on a forum a while ago. Is I'd just like to know what people love about Wing Chun. Mm, okay, and for the people who don't practice martial arts, what would you what would you ask them? Who would I? I didn't know that existed. <laughs> okay, uh, so <laughs> if you do Wing Chun, what do you love about Wing Chun? If you don't do Wing Chun, why are you, you not doing Chun? Wing Chun? One question for the people... And this one might go in your comment section. This is one to ask themselves. Mm. And that's what's stopping them doing what they really want to do. Oh, that's, that's, that's a good I don't have to reply, obviously, to that because that's a personal question. But I want everyone mm. to have a long, hard think and just say, what is stopping me from doing exactly what I want to do and where I want to be? Mm. At some point, we all need to ask ourselves that because we don't want to work the nine to five for 49 years and then just retire. We've all, got, we've all got the chance and opportunity to do what we want to that's very powerful and I would challenge um, everyone listening to, you know, to find it within themselves to write this comment because the more you talk about it, the more you have clarity on it, the easier it will be for you to actually do it and take action, right? And um, it's, it's just like you take it out of yourself and you see it. Yeah. Yeah, because... So, I just think so many of us, we just hold ourselves back. We, we give ourselves all these if, buts, maybes, why you can't do this, why you can't do that. Yeah. And uh, funny, funny, funny thing. I mean, I, I'm very, I keep saying it, I can't stress. I'm very lucky to have some really high-level Wing Chun guys uh, around me helping me. Mm -hmm. And I think um, that Steve James Sinclair said to me a few months, or said to us, sorry, in a session a few months ago, was that you've got to stop telling yourself that you can't do things. You can't do things. Because as he said, there's enough people out there who are already going to tell you that you can't you do can. things. Yeah, exactly. Stop telling yourself that. And, and that's um, what, what uh, goes back to what we were just saying on the, on, the, on the Instagram Live. You've really, really got to learn to inspire and believe in yourself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And just try you only get one shot of this life don't you try and try and do the things you want to do and and stop giving yourself reasons why you can't otherwise i mean i mean you know all the people you must get the questions when people say to you, am, I, am i too old to do martial arts of course you're not 
course you're not. You're never too old to start something. Yes. Do you know exactly. I mean? We always try and put reasons on why we can't do things, and it's a bad habit, and, and bad habits aren't good. I'm too old, I'm too young, uh, I'm too tall, I'm too short, I'm too skinny. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Right, exactly. exactly. I, I used to tell myself I was too handsome to do martial arts, but I got over that. So, <laughs> it's, it's, you just got to get over it. But you know, that, that, to be honest with you, that's what I'd like to hear from people. What, what is stopping you from doing what you want to do? Awesome, awesome. It's usually something. It's usually something mental, and it's usually you, you're usually quite surprised on how much you can actually accomplish if you put your mind to it. Mm. That's what. I, absolutely, absolutely. Excellent. Guys, thank you so much, guys and gals, of course. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. Go ahead and uh, type your comments in the comment section. I'm looking forward very much to reading them, and uh, I will reply to all your comments. Until then, until next time, have an amazing, amazing day. Dave, thanks so much for uh, joining in and for thank your you for time. Me, thank you for having me. Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening in. I hope this was super valuable for you. And if you want to have unstoppable self-confidence without seeming arrogant, there's a link in the description where you can download the free report. And if you want me to personally help you with your martial arts training so that you get more speed, power, precision, stability, and have a deeper understanding of your body, you go ahead and you check the link for our online academy, which you will find, of course, in the description. And please go ahead and give us a rating on iTunes. It does help and it is very much appreciated. I'll see you next time.